Hello, hello. Joey here. Welcome back to Droolish. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Droolish. I am your host, Joey Montano. If you are new to Droolish, Droolish is a sleep and relaxation podcast focusing on helping you sleep relax, curb your insomnia, and just get your mind away from mind chatter. I talk about a variety of subjects, really just things that interest me and may or may not interest you too much, but I try to keep the, the interest level at mild. I do blend in background noises, primarily white noise, to help soothe the mind and create a relaxing atmosphere. And that's pretty much the gist of it. So let's dive straight into it, folks. Uh, first things first, again, if you are new, if the ti- I highly suggest that this is your first time listening, uh, go back and look at other titles that might pique your interest more so to get a better idea of how this podcast generally flows. Uh, that's, generally how I can, that's generally how I best can describe it. Uh, nothing's worse than uh, you know, having high expectations only to have them shattered, so... Find something, that, find something that might pique your interest more than this ep, this episode specifically, or at least the title that I name it. If you are a returning listener, thanks again for listening. I know it's been a while. I am terribly sorry I could not have been able to record full episodes. I've probably recorded like three or four just random like improv episodes, but I think they're just terrible. I might... Just release like I, I have like an episode like a, a mini series that's literally just like the street like that's specifically stream of consciousness, or if you just want to hear my voice and just use that to help you fall asleep, uh, it's worth listening. Uh, but I generally don't like talking about things that are just more like more ranty. I mean, I rant, but but it's just more of um, more things than most than what most people would prefer to listen to or talk about. Not to, not to say it's like politics or any of that stuff. I try to I try to keep. Just those subjects kind of away, uh, mainly because I just don't know any better for most of the stuff. And uh, let's be honest, real life, a lot of things are just more nuanced than what they appear to be. So uh, so I'd like to talk about things that generally interest me and just my experiences and hopefully that it relates to you guys. That's the best that I can do. That's the best that I can offer. And hopefully that's good enough. Uh, if not, well, then hopefully the voice and how I talk pretty much <laughs> can help you fall asleep. So... Uh, I don't honestly know where I want to go with this episode so far. I, I've written about like five to ten different episode ideas and concepts that I wanted to talk about. You know, I've been in the shower thinking about things. Uh, I don't know. I tend to just think better in the shower. I don't know if you guys do the same thing. And it's just been so long since I've been able to record. I almost kind of forgot like the like getting into a flow of what I was doing before. So what I'm going to do... I'm going to do something different. I'm going to try something that's off the cuff, but in the same vein, very relevant to, I think, what's going on, especially in, uh, I don't know, I'll say our lives, uh, you know, blended with my life, my experiences. And I want this episode to be very, very niche, very niche. I want, to t- I, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to t- like label this, uh, the title of this, listen to this, if you wake up in the middle of the night and can't fall asleep and you love anime or something along those lines 
Because there's just been a couple of things in, in the back of my mind that I've really been wanting to talk about, but really wanted to enjoy. So let's just turn this into like a anime discussion type episode. So if you're trying to sleep and you like anime or you just like to hear people talk about it, well, this is the episode for you. I also have like a five episode series of my top anime list that I created a year ago. It's pretty outdated now, but hey, you know, I'm like a level four weeb, so you know, I'm not gaga about every single anime every season that comes out, but I do enjoy a lot of the aspects of anime and I still try to keep current with the with some of my favorite shows. That being said, I'm just going to talk about a specific anime that have come across my radar over the years and why I like them so much and more importantly I think for you and for you to find like really good value out of it. Uh, less like specific lessons that I learned out of each one. And I want to try to provide a couple examples and a lot of these examples actually I've taken to heart. And I do I try to apply those lessons day in and day out of my everyday life. So I guess before I even talk about the anime specifically, like anime shows, uh, you know, uh, if you haven't really watched anime or if you're still kind of unfamiliar about like why the, you know, why people are fascinated about it, uh, you know, I can just give you like three, three, three reasons off the top of my head. One, you know, you get to involve yourself in a lot of stories that you really wouldn't see in live action or even just American cartoons with the amount of range and types of shows that exist can literally be anything and everything in between I mean I literally had a conversation with someone yesterday about uh, an anime they recently watched that talked it's literally called like the time I got reincarnated reincarnated as a slime which, in any context, this sounds completely absurd. Like, but apparently, it's got really high ratings, and you know, they mentioned you know, it's it's surprisingly good for the concept. And you know, this is one of thousands of examples that are out there of you know the types of stories and lessons that you can learn with that. And that kind of goes on to uh, number two. I you know I think anime is pretty dope at times. It's like most of the time, actually, was that. Uh, there are always a lot of life lessons, and I, and I think it probably has a lot to do with either the Japanese culture or just kind of how they how they um, are very hardworking. And it's uh, the, the lessons and stuff learned. I mean, obviously, a lot of the stuff is targeted towards kids uh, for the most part, uh, especially in like Western society. But uh, a lot of those lessons can also just be relearned or kind of just be good reminders, even as even for us as adults. And a lot of the same things that I see over and over again are very similar to a lot of, like, like leadership speak, a lot of what top-level, like, CEOs, a lot of, like, startup founders really try to aim for and achieve. Not to imply that they all watch anime or do anything of the like, but it's more of the, it's more of the ethos behind it of, you know, what it takes to be, like, a strong leader, what it takes, uh, you know, what you need to do to become really good at something. And what I also like, which is point three with anime, is that um, up until recently, uh, last, up until like the last few years, uh, having a lot of shows that are more uh, that are more fluid. I think serialized is the right word, where, the, where each episode like builds off of another. So you can actually build characters, you can build character development, you can actually have storylines that go over seasons and years, and they're not just standalone episodes. And I know some shows like Cartoon Network and whatnot have kind of started going in that direction, but uh, I think a lot of that has still been influenced by uh, more of like the anime uh, structure. So 
those are just a few things off the top of my head. Uh, honestly, there's just anything for anyone that exists out there. Uh, it's really just whatever you... It's honestly, if you're just new to anime, it's just finding whatever might interest you or maybe what's popular and you can see why you like it or might not. Um, between like the animation styles, storylines, and like... like, like uh, I don't say artists, but like... Uh, I guess the animation art and just the overall vibe of the shows. Uh, there's just so much that you can pay attention to. And in this day and age, there's tens of thousands of anime that are even dubbed, so if you're someone who just wants to listen, you want to read subtitles, that's perfectly fine. So, again, that's just kind of the top level of kind of stuff that I like about anime. I don't watch too much of it. I do watch a decent amount, um, but uh, I, I always like to, you know, just Keep, keep watching a lot of the shows that I uh, that I enjoy, especially the, that I watched growing up. So, the first, you know, anime, I guess, that I'm going to put quote-unquote anime in this, um, you know, you're not seeing me, like, do my little finger thing, talk about quote-unquote anime in this one. Uh, the first anime show that I want to discuss and I want to advocate for is Avatar The Last Airbender. I have not watched this show up until about three weeks ago, and I have no idea how I missed the show. The show was on Nickelodeon, I think back in the late 2000s, 2008 or so, and it ran through about four years. I think there were three or four seasons on it, and don't quote me, but I think there are three, three seasons. And uh, the synopsis, I mean, if I feel like, I'll, I'll just tell you the synopsis. The synopsis is effectively following uh, this kid and a few of his friends, but following this kid who um, is an airbender and he's also known as the Avatar. And they live in a world where there's different types of nations and there's different types of powers that they have and they call like their ability spending. So someone might be good at like Aang, who's like the main protagonist, who's the Avatar. He's, a, he's the airbender, so he can control wind. He has all these wind techniques. And then you have the light, water, fire, earth, and, and so on and so forth. And uh, it's his, you know, it's his duty to understand all the bend, you know, all the bending principles and to bring peace to the earth. That's how it's supposed to go in theory. Uh, the problem is he he kind of froze himself for like a hundred years, uh, and after, during those hundred years there was like a big war. So essentially, he gets discovered and he has to go around and you know learn learn the bending and help bring peace. That's the general synopsis. Now. Uh, I want to make this the point that I should say, like, you know, Avatar should be a must-watch show, period. Uh, I don't want to even categorize it as anime. It has, a, you know, it's, it's a Western show. It's on, it used to be on Nickelodeon, and it has more anime vibes. Like, they, like the art style is very anime-esque. Depending on who you ask, they might say it's an anime or not, but I'm categorizing it as it. And I, I have to say, like, Avatar is probably one of the most complete shows that I've ever watched, period. Like, if I were to put that in, like, my top anime list, it's probably top five, like, period. Um, almost top three. And I might, if I let that simmer down, it might actually be a little bit higher. I don't know. I don't know specifically, but, uh, but I love the show. And what really ingrained me in the show, even just initially, was... Uh, the one thing that I didn't like, but I also liked in hindsight, was the pacing. 
Uh, the pacing of that show is incredibly fast. I mean, for three seasons, I think it's like 70 episodes. Uh, you know, if I were to compare that to like a standard like Western anime, and they wanted to do all the same things, it probably would be like 100, 100 episodes or 150 episodes. Uh, so the pacing in Avatar is quite fast, but it's also very concise. Like there's just a lot of good stuff there. And what I especially loved about this show is that even though most episodes felt like they were almost one-offs, uh, there was a there was like a sequential feel of like what's next. Like there's going to be something next, and characters are going to be growing. And with the cast of everyone on Avatar, uh, as the characters get introduced. I think the journey lasts over like two or three years, like in their world's timeline. And over that time frame, uh, you can see after almost every episode, like every, you know, every trial or tribulation or whatever, uh, that a main character might have, whether if it's Aang or, um, you know, Sokka or Katara, those are like the, the other main characters on the show, is that they often like learn their lessons, they often have to deal with stuff that that they never really thought they needed to deal with, but they always found a way to to either solve a problem or overcome like a personal flaw that they've had. And yeah, there are like a lot of the action points and all that stuff. You know, I, you know, I'm not going to talk about the action and all that stuff. That's that's the show itself. But what really I really like uh, specifically about the show, and I think why everyone should watch it, is that there are a ton of life lessons uh, that I actually found to be very, you know, very profound and, and thought-provoking. Thought uh, especially when it comes to one character, which I think if you watch the anime, I think we all can agree. Uh, the guy named Uncle Iroh, who is an older dude, uh, he, he, was in line to, he was in line to be leader of the Fire Nation, which is like one of the big, big nations that kind of started the whole war. Um, but he decided to give that up uh, after his son was like lost in the war. He decided to dedicate his life to be more of like a humble or humility kind of dude. And in the earlier seasons, you know, he was completely treated like garbage with all the other characters because he was uh, he was perceived as the bad guy. Well, he's on the wrong side of things. Uh, even like his, his nephew at the time just like like just shat on him left and right. Um, so Uncle Iroh initially came off as like a one-off character that could kind of say, say a couple of wise things, but you never took him too seriously. But as the season progressed, you started realizing, like, holy crap, like, this dude, like, he can hold his own, he can do his, he can do his fights. And, and as um, his nephew, at the, you know, his name is uh, Zuko, and, uh, you know, he's, Zuko kind of starts off as a really terrible, ba terrible bad guy. And... Uh, kind of throughout the show, you see Uncle Iroh just kind of start nudging him and other people along into you know, providing key key pieces of wisdom. And he talks a lot about honor. He talks about kind of just being wise. And he talks about you know the virtues of being patient and how you know you kind of just have to keep moving forward despite how dark things look. There's always going to be something brighter on the other side as long as you keep progressing. You know those types of things. And I think that speaks a lot of, I think that speaks volumes to anyone who, anyone who's anyone, to be honest with you. And, you know, it's, you know, for a kid's show that was on Nickelodeon, they did talk about a lot of, you know, insane themes that probably are more related to, uh, more fitting for like teenagers or even young adults. If they were, if, you know, if they ended up watching that show, that'd be like their jam. But I just believe that 
you know, the lessons from that specific show as a kid. You know, you're, you're kind of ingrained to, you know, it's a show that essentially tells you to never give up. You have to keep your eyes on your goal and, and even doesn't matter who you are, you know, a lot of people can change and the fact that change isn't going to be easy, especially when you say you can change and then when push comes to shove, if whatever you have to deal with any adversity, you know, when you're put to the test, sometimes people say they change or they don't, you know, and later they might, they, they end up doing it. Um, so it, it really gets into the, that's what I like to believe, like the human psyche of how people generally operate at, at almost any scale. And one of the big things, one of the big lessons that I, I took away from Avatar is just the fact that you know, a lot of people can change. And obviously that's something that you know, we all kind of just think we hear, you know, you know, people can change, people can't change, like kind of ingest the conversation. And what I really like about the show, and like I said, it kind of compounds to other anime, is that, you know, they don't, you know, they exemplify how people change or the idea that people change, but how they do it is very like, nuanced and it takes a lot of time. And you know, I'm not, I, don't, I don't want to spoil the show, but obviously I kind of am. But um, like Zuko, like he really starts off as a terrible bad guy and he kind of goes through like two, almost, almost the whole show of him trying to find who he is and how he ultimately like tries to work his way to redeem himself. Um, and you know, has to fight his inner demons, has to figure out who he, who he wants to be rather than who he is or who people, who, what people thought he was supposed to be. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very reminiscent of, for me personally, like a lot of the changes that I generally see in myself or even looking at myself in hindsight. And uh, in, in that, I think that's an important lesson for, you know, you know, you know for five, five-year-old little Billy who's watching you know, or the 13-year-old angsty teenager who who just isn't too sure what the hell life's going on with. Or even you get like the young professional, even someone in their like, you know, middle age that that kind of has lost their their reason and understanding of like, why am I doing this? Or or, or might have gotten caught up in like the day-to-day -day of life and they've never spent the time to slow down and reflect on what's going on, you know, with themselves and how and how they can still change. And I think Avatar does a great job in showing that and getting the person watching to start reflecting on it and at least that's my experience with it and like i said i don't want to give away too many spoilers but aside from the uh, excuse me i gotta cough yeah just kidding i don't need to cough but aside from you know the show's themes and concepts uh, that they come across or like try to show uh, if you're more into like the entertainment portion portion of the show, like I, I do think the dialogue and the writing and all the characters is top tier. I I probably it might be like one or two shows that might have better writing, um, like you know for something with that caliber of a show. And I'm pretty sure I'm I'm like being nitty about that. I just don't want to flat out outright say it's the best. But the dialogue is pretty amazing. Honestly, it's it's pretty current as well. A lot of the nuances and ridiculous situations are based off of kind of current times. Um, although for a show that's 12 years old, I think it's still pretty relatives or you know um, relatable. So that's you know that's pretty awesome, and uh, you know it's just a good show, and it's and it's gotten me to want to watch The Legend of Korra, which is the follow-up. But I haven't I haven't been able to do that yet. But again, if you haven't watched Avatar, it's 
really good. And honestly, if you have a child or whoever, or even just for yourself, if you haven't taken the time to watch the show, I I would strongly encourage it, guys. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe 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 you'll become more enlightened. One with your, you'll find one with yourself. Um, I don't know. I'm just being stupid. Now. So that's the first one. Uh, another anime that I really wanted to talk about is Naruto, which seems like the most random thing ever. Well, maybe not, but but Naruto came out a long time ago. I think it's still one of my top animes that I've watched. I have not watched it in years. Uh, I did finish the series. It's all in dubbed. But the big thing I want to talk more specifically about Naruto is why Naruto is still like one of the biggest, most powerhouse animes that exist. And this, you know, these days there are a lot of anime that are out there, and everyone like likes to talk about like the big three of anime uh, at some point. And uh, I think at one point it was like One Piece, Bleach, and Naruto, or it's like Dragon Ball, Naruto, and like. One Piece, you know, it's like those types. Like, there's generally like three top tier anime that people always like to talk about and discuss. And like around what 20 years ago, even 25 years ago, I think that's when Naruto came out. Which sounds ridiculous, but even in the early 2000s, uh, I'm still thinking that 16 years ago at least when it came in America. Uh, and I know you guys are familiar with the Naruto concept, but if you aren't, Naruto is basically. It follows the story of a boy who's got like a demon and is like his like a demon entity in him, and everyone hates him for it. And his goal is literally to become Hokage, which is like like the like the chief of their village. And he mainly wanted to do that because he wanted to show everyone that he's he's awesome and he's a good dude, and and he wanted to change everyone's opinion about him. You know. So, um, but the big thing, the big sticking point with the anime, and I think. Uh, you know, I want to try further and talk about is, you know, why, you know, why is this anime, like, why is the anime so, like, sticky to a lot of us who've watched it in the past? Like, you know, we, we know the names of Naruto, we know the battles, we know the stories so well, and, and, you know, I compare that to a lot of the shows now that I think are objectively better in almost every aspect, like, my, my go-to is, like, Hunter x Hunter. I think Hunter X Hunter just crushes Naruto in almost in almost every aspect in like the things that I like, but I still enjoy Naruto. Like I like, guess it's just phenomenal. Like I just and and it sticks. And I and I wanted to spend time talking about why that is. Why do a lot of us find that sticking? And and I want to throw an interesting theory. And I hopefully you know this is a theory wrapped in a anime discussion. Is that all of our first impressions of a show will be directly influenced in how we perceive that show moving forward and forever. And that's directly tied into the hype levels that the show is surrounded by. And by that, I mean, like, you know, by that, I mean, if the show starts off as super lit and it stays pretty awesome for a decent amount of time, you know, it's gonna get insane hype and it's going to keep that hype forever and it's and, it, and it's almost never going to go away and you know if I were to compare Naruto with Hunter x Hunter which like, again, I have to do those two because I find Hunter x Hunter just better like up my up my alley more than Naruto but I just enjoy Naruto more it's you know Naruto's initial scene you know there I don't think there are many I don't think there are many 
opening episodes, like first episodes of anime, that have been more engaging or can get you more hooked than Naruto. Because, you know, if you watch the very first episode, it literally starts off as this punk kid that everyone hates, and you have no idea why. I mean, I kind of briefly stumbled upon it, or it's just, you know, they say a demon fox entered the village that killed a lot of people, and the previous Hokage ended up, like, sealing the beast into a newborn baby. And that baby was Naruto. And because of that, like, they know, like, the whole village knows, like, like, hey, this beast, like, killed, like, almost everyone in the village, they know someone that's been killed because of it. So Naruto, out of the gate, out of being born, was just completely hated. So, you know, the, dealing with that already uh, is terrible. But then you start, but then you kind of see that he's just a punk kid because of it, because everyone never liked him. He would always act out in attention. And, uh, again, that's, that's stuff you can tell right away just from, like, the first ten seconds of the show. And the big scene that sticks with me is that, uh, you know, he... I think after the early scenes, he goes to his ninja class, and he obviously wants to be a ninja. And one of the techniques he has to do is he has to create like a clone of himself, which apparently everyone in his class is able to do, and they're all like 10 or 12, or I think they're all like 11 or 12 years old. And it shows him, and he is still, you know, he tries to create his little clone, and he's completely unable to do so. He does it terribly, and the class and the teacher flat out say, like, hey, you've been... Like this is the beginning school. Like everyone else can do this. Like you, you need to take it seriously, but you failed. Like, like you haven't been able to do it, and you fail. And like the next scene of it is that you see everyone who's passed, which is literally everyone in the same class except Naruto. You know, they get like their they get their graduate. Like they 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 graduate to get to ninja school, like the official ninja school or something along those lines. And everyone's congregating, and then you just see him, just like the scene. That scene's always ingrained is that he's just sitting on a swing, like just dark, and he's just, you can just see it in his eyes that he's just super sad and just super depressed about himself. And you can see how, you can start seeing that he's showing a lot of resentment in what's going on, but he's just completely like disheveled. Like, like he's not even starting at base zero, like compared to like most shows where it's just like, oh, you know, I'm a guy who's coming in, I'm dope, I'm, you know, I'm just good, or I'm just starting from nothing and I'm, and I'm gonna build my crew and team. No, 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 this is like, this is like probably the worst thing that could happen to like a ten-year-old that's or twelve-year-old that's completely detrimental to his like psyche and completely like breaks the kid. Like that's his starting point. And when I see that, I think like, oh man, like this is a super shitty situation. Like this dude, like it is awful. There are a lot of things, and not many, uh, not many anime just dive straight into that like right away. You know, um, and you know, and a lot of a lot of other anime just kind of I feel like there it's more surface level like drama that they create, but I think Naruto just does a super ridiculous job of conveying that, and that's like a huge sticking point, and that's like within the first ten minutes, and even just to go further with the first episode, like um, you know his fate was almost already sealed like right at the get go. When another teacher like sabotaged, like they sabotaged him to think that he would be able to get to like ninja school by stealing, uh, like a government scroll or something like that, which I think is effectively treason in their country, and uh, he was able to do that, and because of that, um, you know, he was pretty much just set up to be a patsy and end up going to jail, and pretty much that would that would that would be game over for him, 
Um, but luckily that doesn't happen. And I don't want to spoil it if you haven't watched the first episode, which I feel like like two percent of you haven't. But if you have, it, like I said, it's it's the yeah Naruto's opening episodes. It's, it's still like the best out there. And uh, and that's pretty much like the thing that starts turning his life around. Like that that one moment of you know going from nothing. He need like he he really had to prove it to himself despite being completely pushed against the wall that he was like incapable he you know he ultimately does sh show up when he needs to like like to perform like an actual ninja or someone who wants to defend someone um and that starts that puts him on this journey of starting to like meet people become more trusting and and to start building like bonds and whatnot and, and uh you know i the, the whole anime and stuff is literally just him, like just him and his and his journey into like building, like building his legacy from that. Uh, it's pretty cool. Like that's that's like the biggest. That's like one of the best journeys to follow in Naruto. Like that's why I love like the hype levels around Naruto, despite the amount of fillers there are. And if you do watch the show, I highly recommend just googling like Naruto filler episodes. If you love the show and love the content, you like the side characters and whatever, watch the whole thing. But if you don't, but if you don't have the time and you just want to watch like the good stuff, you want to watch everything that's been in like the manga, the official like canon material. Yeah, just just Google the fillers and skip those episodes. Uh, you'll save yourself probably like two weeks in your life. So I mean that's pretty much it. And obviously Naruto goes to, into Naruto Shippuden, which is the follow-up. Uh, again, it continues the story. It's still pretty pretty awesome for the most part. Um, not gonna give my full review on that. I'm not I mentioned that like a year ago. Um, so that was like the big thing with Naruto and like why I think like why I think Naruto sticks so much and, and that initial moment of just like I said, just utter despair. I, I find that to be super relatable because we all you know, we all don't bat a thousand. We all have to struggle for a lot of success. And some people it comes more naturally than others. Me, I'm not a natural at most things. Uh, you know, it's just not the case for me. Uh, I honestly think I do have a bit of a learning disability, at least when I was growing up, so I'd have to study a lot more. Um, but I, I really wanted to focus on turning my weaknesses into strengths, and that's kind of the whole idea of Naruto. Um, so I found it to be really relatable, and again, um, how I base, the, base those lessons, and just when I watch the show, I, I, I internalize that. And I always think, like, well, I know it sounds ridiculous, but like, I, well, if this kid can kind of could overcome it, that at least, at least it's a framework or an example of what I could try to do myself, or, or to give it a try, like whether or not I believe I can either overcome things that might seem too tough or, or a big challenge. I always drive back to that moment when I watch that like low point of Naruto in his life. Uh, it sounds corny, but you know when when you have nothing to draw from, you'll take you know you can't be, if it's tough to draw anything from the inside, and you can find anything that's either external or whatever, then you can still internalize that and just use that as a framework and go from there. Uh, that's that's generally how I think about things. Next anime I want to talk about. Uh, it's one that I don't think many of you have heard of. It's called Kaiji, Ultimate Survivor. Um, mainly, this anime, if you're unaware, it's a... It's a gambling anime, and it's not like the one you see on Netflix, like called uh, Kataguri or Kagaguri, uh, completely different. <laughs> um, but uh, the show is called Akaiji: um, colon, Ultimate Survivor, and the game, the anime itself doesn't really match with like the name of the anime. 
But the synopsis is that Kaiji, who's the main character, uh, he is a compulsive gambler. He's a complete degen. You know, he's just a, he's more or less a terrible human being. Not like terrible, but like he just makes terrible life decisions. His whole life, he's always getting himself into gambles. He gets he bets a lot, and he never wins. Like he's just completely unlucky. Um, not only that, but he's just not good at what he does. He's always broke. And from what I recall, he owed so much money to like the mob or like an organization because he was drowning in debt that they gave him like a they, they, gave, they gave him a quote unquote get out of jail free card, which will eliminate all of his debts and set him at break even um, if he's able to complete a series of challenges. Uh, the, the twist on this is that the, these challenges are also uh, like intertwined with other like degen people who are just kind of like the underbelly of society that that are pretty much they're pretty much owe so much money that they're either going to get off by the mob or they pretty much have to take the option to do what Kaiji's doing and that's that they'll work off their debt by doing a series of games and events. Uh, the big thing about this is that once he accepts the terms, him and like I think like a hundred other people are like in this one area and they have to play a series of games to try to get I believe like either a certain number of cards or a certain number of stars. Uh, I don't know the specific details, it's been a while, I do need to rewatch it. But, but they can play a series of games to get stars and win them. And with the, I'm, I'm saying stars, it could be cards. But if you have enough of like the cards or stars, then you actually get to go on to uh, either, I believe it's either the next round or you get to just be free. Your, your debt is absolved, like resolved. And if you don't, then you're pretty much forced to be work. You have to work, like you're just taken away. Like you're forced to live your life like with them. Like, like, with, like, in the mob, or I think they offer you one of those. Like, like you're just forced to never see society again. You're like done for good. And the big thing that I, the big takeaway outside of the anime being pretty dope um, is I want to talk specifically about the moment that Kaiji himself uh, turned his luck around and. It's a very interesting aspect because there's a lot of... Because I, I have to relate this to real life. Like, this is probably the most realistic mindset, like, attitude, whatever law of attraction thing that, that people talk about that I... For, for me, I firmly believe exists. Like, it, it just is. But... But the moment where... Uh, you know, the moment of realization that he had, uh, I think, is is very rarely drawn upon for a lot of people in real life. And that's when he got scammed, I think, out of two cards or two two stars early on. Um, when, when he initially had an engagement to play, I think, rock, paper, scissors, and they pre-planned um, just having, like, X amount of stars remaining, and they were going to trade, and they needed to do, like, so many games to pass. Well, this guy conned him into losing twice, um, he said they were going to try to tie in perfect. I think they're going to try to tie intentionally, um, but he lied and he and he made Kaiji lose two stars out of the gate. And Kaiji, being you know kind of the numbskull that he is, he's just like, hey, why, why the hell did you do this? Why'd you lie? You know, I thought you were going to do this. And the dude said, he's like, he's like, what are you stupid? Like, you know, we're all fighting for our lives here. Why, why would I ever trust like a scumbag like you? You know, because they're all they're all scumbags. So um, that's kind of the mantra and idea. And. There's this like there's this little saying in the show, and I, I I don't know how to how it's said, but it's like it almost sounds like it's like a it's like a universal noise that's made that almost sounds like like 
I, I think there's no Japanese translation. It's just something that implies like you're a loser. Like it's like something, something like that. And when he's down to his like last star, last chance, he notices like everyone else, like they're they're just getting started. So like not even like two minutes in, he's just like, well, he's like, this is my life. He's like, I'm gonna lose. He's like, I fall, I fell for it again. And that moment when he realizes he's about to lose and, and everything is just like gonna go upside down, like his thoughts are, are, are start going like in this, they start going in like this motion. It starts out as, damn, I lost again. He's like, I can't believe I'm, I can't believe like, I can't believe this has happened. Why does all the bad stuff happen to me? Like, why can't I never get a break? He's like, I'm gonna lose this and people keep taking advantage of me. I'm doing everything wrong, and like he's like, this, this isn't right. Like, this shouldn't be this way, but it is. And and then, and then like there, you see a moment where he's just about to accept his fate, and then he just stops, and then he just says, and I think everyone just needs to do this because like, he says, he's like, stop. He's like, he's like, wait a minute, Kaiji. Like, that's. He's like, no, no, no. He's he's like, no. He's like, I've been a loser my whole life. He's like, I've been doing the same thing over and over, and I'm I'm repeating the same cycle. He's like. I was like, he's like, I can't keep doing this. I have to completely change everything that I'm doing. I can't just be making these rash decisions. I can't just be literally doing every decision that I've made in the past. I cannot be doing that ever again. Like, like there's no more, there's no more fucking up. Like, I can't, like, I have to completely think different. I have to think, like, he, he's, he actually takes the time to think about all of his weaknesses for a second. He's like, okay. Now he's like, I have to make this my game. I have to start turning things around for me. He can like that whole like last moment of him like just before he realizes like it's over. That's like his low point of his life, and he's at that point starts to accept like, hey, like everything that I've done is actually probably not the best idea. And despite all the bad things that happen, it's not, you know, it's it's not because of luck. It's honestly because of him. And from there, he like he ends up working and clawing his way back up. Um, and but but big thing, and the, like I said, the anime gets too insane. It, it's super nuts. But but at that moment, he went from a lifetime loser to a dangerously sharp gambler. Like oh, in, with that mindset change, and. Uh, and it's never really realized until like the end of the show how he evolves um, but it's just something that he it's just like it was a trait that he never really unlocked or never really took the time to develop until he really needed to and he just happened to stumble across it not really just happened to be but he he had to completely change who he was and his mindset to become that person now yeah the timing yeah I mean you know it's not you know, someone like that doesn't go from like loser to genius overnight, but it's but it's just a lot of the, uh, it's just the mindset of it all, where it's just like, hey, if a lot of things aren't working and things just seem to be tumbling down, like, and you're repeating the same cycle over and over again, like, if that's recognized, and that's when you can realize, hey, like, this is the time for me to change, like, I need this, like, you have to, you know, he was incredibly mindful at that moment, and that level, like, that completely, like, leveled him up, like, above the rest, like, just, just with that. And I talk about this all the time on the show. I talk about mindset. I talk about health. I talk about gambling. I talk about getting edges a lot. Uh, and it's the same thing. It's just being really mindful and being very aware of what's going on around you. Again, it's super great anime. 
I love watching it. I heard that from, uh, I think it's either Super Eyepatch Wolf or Giguk. Um, they're YouTubers that talk about anime. Uh, they are super awesome. Um, that's what they mentioned the show, and I watched it. I was hooked. I really wish they had a dub for it, but it's only in subbed right now. Um, but again, if there's a lesson you can take away, it's just like, hey, if you feel like there are there is a repeated pattern, whether it's just bad luck, bad, bad life events, bad timing, I don't know what, but things aren't really going your way. Uh, and again, this reflects a lot of my life. I'm, I don't want to speak of saying this lesson help. This lesson should help you. It's like, no, a lot of the stuff I'm talking about is related to how I apply, like that same mindset stuff for me. And I mean, even if you guys haven't noticed, I have not been recording a lot of episodes lately. And part of it has been because of the stuff I'm talking about. And that's, you know, setting yourself a goal, setting, like looking at, reflecting on like what's going on in my life and see where that, where that trajectory is. And if it's in alignment with where I want to go. And if it's not, then it's just pointing out, hey, like what are the patterns that I've been doing that just haven't been working out? You know, what do I need to do to like stop that? And you know, once you're able to step back and just, you know, objectify it and just be like, oh, it's this thing. Just, you know, you can, you can act accordingly. It's the same stuff. It's just the context is usually a lot different, but a lot of these shows help bring context into understanding, like, what they're going through. And I think that's the big thing that makes everything relatable, is that you're able to understand where they're coming from. And a lot of that is very related, relatable to us day in, day out. It might not be the, the specific nuanced details of our day-to-day, but the general intent and stuff behind it is very real. So the last anime I want to talk about, I had a couple more, but I'm going to wrap this up fairly soonish, is um, it's a newer one. It's on uh, Netflix called uh, Food Wars. And it's a weird anime. It's, it's like, I'm not going to sugarcoat that one. Um, it's, a very, it's a very interesting one. Uh, it's like I, like I don't mind watching anime a lot, but they mix a lot of like the fan service. And if you don't know what fan service is, that's just that's just it's pretty much softcore porn. Like this is um, not ex- not specifically porn, but but it's not meant it's not meant for kids. Um, but it's weird because it's probably one of the better shows that I've watched, not just on Netflix, but like, as an anime, it's really cool and interesting. Uh, it's essentially think of anime for chopped. And it follows the story of this one kid who is um, who's just a really good cook. Um, you know, he's, he really has no expectations. His father is like like a king cook, but his son um, he kind of just comes in as like someone who really just wants to learn. He loves cooking. He wants to learn everything. He's just really crazy with the dishes he wants to try. Uh, where all the ridiculous like weird weirdness comes in is so whenever they start eating the food, they kind of explain the whole journey of what they're what they're eating. So like I say, like thirty percent of the show is literally just people. It's just the anime, just literally animating out what they're describing, what they're eating, which is which is hilarious. It's hilarious and ridiculous at the same time. And uh, the big thing, the big takeaway I, I I want to point out is that the main character I totally forget his name. I think it's Soma. Um, Soma he. You know, he ends up joining like this big like cooking academy, and he has to take on all these challenges to keep to keep his presidency at the school. Uh, the thing is, you know, he he came in, uh, he, he he comes in with a with a master mindset, and by that I mean like he doesn't declare himself to be a master at cooking. 
he comes with a mindset of he wants to he he aspires to be a master and that's his only one goal and anything around him and his whole life that's not around cooking he just doesn't really pay too much attention to and how he comes off in the show to most people might come off as arrogant especially when he was first introduced he pretty much said hey good luck i'm gonna be in the finals i hope to see you guys there but none of you but but most of you won't according to the rules but i hope to see some of you there and he meant that from like the heart he, didn't, he never meant he never meant it to be like chastising or whatever you know he just saw the school as something of a good challenge and he would want to meet the best people but uh but because of that initial you know speech he gave he made himself the target of himself pretty much the whole series and and that's where the show kind of goes off where it's kind of a little little bit ridiculous but but the big thing that i really love about that is that he he always keeps that mindset of you know always wanting to learn always wanting to develop new techniques and new ways to do things and working with others to find like new ways of cooking finding new styles and new understandings of food new flavors to taste and really at the end of the day if i replace the word food wars with say coding wars or marketing wars or you know insert your profession wars you know that's the same mindset that is in my heart of hearts like is is can be translated into you know, growing yourself in your professional field. Uh, and I'm not even just talking about career. I mean, like, if you wanted to become a masterful musician or you wanted to do, like, art or be more creative, I mean, you know, it's, like, what it takes to do that full-time and, you know, to be really great and to become, like, the best in the world, it more or less requires you to have, like, unyielding passion, an insane amount of interest in what you want to do. And not just that, but, like, like, one, just the ability to want to learn and learn everything and then create your own things from what you've learned. You know, that's where, that's where a lot of like expertise and mastery starts being developed. And throughout the whole show, you know, again, Soma's mindset is literally just wanting to do his best. And there's, there's nothing else that he's comparing himself to, um, except like maybe a score or maybe he just wants to beat someone else, but like, like once in a while, but he's literally only trying to do the best that he can. And he hopes for the best when he's done. There's nothing really more outside of that where, like, where a lot of the anime is really just people kind of just battling themselves to an extent uh, and, you know, believing and trusting their ability to do things to the best that they can. Uh, whether or not that they're going to be good or bad at it, that's not the point, but it's really just that, that masterful, like, uh, like, aspiration for mastery mindset is what I, like took away from that show and that, again that's something that for me i've been really focused on kind of revitalizing that uh, for my own stuff uh you know in more of the marketing business space and and again that's why you if you haven't if you noticed i haven't been on uh, recording episodes recently but it has a lot to do with what i just talked about not the watching of the anime it's more so like the, like taking more of those lessons and applying it and it's not like I never applied a lot of this stuff before. It's just over time we kind of lose sight of what really what we really want to achieve and what we want to go after. And those sights do change as time progresses, as you learn more, as you see more. I would hope, you know. And that's and, and I, I find anime to be a good reminder of those lessons because you know, I 
I don't consider myself to be, you know, like super successful. You know, I mean, that it's just something that I get to decide what success is. And for me, I just like pushing the needle. I love learning more. And I've been really, really been trying to internalize a lot of that and keeping my eyes focused on that. And uh, because of that, I've been having a lot more engagements on, um, you know, non-podcast related stuff. And, and I just haven't been able to dedicate too much time to it. So, uh, so transitioning to parting words, I know I don't have any transitions for this and that's intentional. Uh, again, if it's the first time listening, I prefer not to have music or ads on my podcast. Uh, because I want to help you guys fall asleep. Uh, I do know some people just like to listen. Maybe, so some people like to listen, hear my thoughts. Some people just like to listen to hear my voice or whatever. But I just want to, again, help you guys fall asleep. I just like to talk about this stuff out loud, too. I feel like it's therapy for me. Hopefully it's therapy and relaxing for you as well. Uh, and a uh, side note, too, I am really, really, really close to buying... I don't know if you guys have heard of this called Soul Drops. And there's one, it's like plant-based, like nootropics maybe, but one specifically type of drop, they call it Cosmos. And it's supposed to improve like dream quality and creativity. Uh, as someone who has had a lot of trouble with lucid dreams, I've mentioned this before, um, I'm thinking about getting that. So I might, I might have a dedicated episode talking about that. Maybe not, or maybe just make it like dream-related episode. But if you have tried soul drops, let me know if that's actually worked for you uh, for the sleeping portion and for the dreams because I still do not, uh, I still can't get my mind wrapped around like lucid dreaming and even just having more vivid dreams. I've been actively trying to be more conscious about it, but it's just, it's just a lot of those things where I can see, you know, I can envision it, I can start, start recalling the dreams, but then the moment I recognize that I'm dreaming or I try to start thinking about it like it just all goes away and I'm kind of back to being conscious so uh, it's like I said a someone who like enjoys the quality of the sleep and wants to get that uh, you know ironed out I feel like that would be a game changer for me uh, I talk I mean I've talked about like the practical use of it I mean if you are able to like recall your dreams or even just have lucid dreaming like I, I just think I mean do you do so much more I mean, what if you have the ability, again, for you lucid dreamers, maybe you can do it, I don't know. But what if you just had the ability just to slow down time and be like, hey, like, my body clock says this is like like an hour here, it's going to be one clock, one second in real life. So you can have a whole journey, you can do so many things. And it's not like it's, and I, I have to speak from my experience too, because I used to dream a lot, especially in my teens, and it just hasn't happened recently. Or not recently, but like, you know, in a decade or so. And... I would have like I, I would have dreams that would feel like it'd be hours, but it turns out it was like eight or nine minutes. So uh, I haven't had the ability to do that in years, and it's something I want back. Uh, I, I think um, thinking more of like a holistic approach, just to life. Like, like <laughs> you guys want to hear? You guys want to hear a mind a mind bender? It's like you know what if like what if you know what if the daytime. This is like this is a, a bit of a theory. I have to I have to preface this by saying this is probably just a random random like shower thought. But you know, what if our awake time is literally like our sleeping time in a sense? We're like, hey, we're acknowledging we're awake. This is our body. You know, we're doing things. But when it comes to the, like like focusing on the mind and ourselves, like long term, like you know the brain stuff, like that like there's 
there's certainly another level of consciousness consciousness that should that could be unlocked in, in dreams and and I want to start changing that mindset of just being like oh you know I'm awake right now this is now and that's great but like I want to look forward to going to sleep and I want to look forward to waking up I want to have both and I don't want to be I don't want to I, I'd rather look forward to something than look forward to nothing for one and two, if, you know, looking forward to waking up implies, hey, if I go to sleep now, I get to do that. And I think that's incentive for me to fall asleep at times. But at the same time, like, a better incentive to fall asleep is to be, or, or, or yeah, to, to get, to feel more whole, I guess, when it comes to sleep, is to look forward to sleeping in a sense of, hey, I get to dream and sleep and I get to go to this other world where I can do more of what I want. And if, I think, this is, again, this is just pure conjecture and practice theory. Um, until I'm able to unlock lucid dream dreaming for myself is you know it's very possible to in my head theory to acknowledge what's going on in IRL what we see what you're listening to right now and if you happen to be if you happen to be listening and you're asleep right now uh, listen to my words right now this might work um, like start like like become more vivid like dream like you know, I gotta figure out the right words have your dreams be more vivid. Say this out loud to yourself. Like, make my dreams more vivid, make me more lucid. Hopefully that voice happens to reach in your in your receptacles or whatever uh, in your dreams. But going back to my, my main point is, you know, acknowledging that we're awake right now. It's one thing. I mean, it's real. And then the other thing is, like, if you're able to acknowledge the dreamland, then it's effectively like your your mind, like you, like what you experience is almost nonstop. You know, like it just keeps going. And maybe some people that might be a bad thing, but for me it's it's a good thing because like I don't re I don't recall when I, how long I'm dreaming, you know. I just close my eyes and then all of a sudden I say, you know, I'm kind of awake after some images and maybe a potential like dream flash. So even just experiencing like dreams, I would imagine that your your brain and body would still feel really refreshed because you're still sleeping. It's just. Uh, it's just that you'll be more cognizant of what's going on and you can wrap your mind around that new world you've created that should be like hot, you know super vivid and super everything else and all that stuff can kind of turn into turns more into like learning more about like sleeping like the dream aspect lucid dreaming and astral projection out-of-body experiences all that stuff um but for me it's like i want to unlock i just need to unlock it i have to unlock that phase one like just a lucid dream um it's tough. I haven't been able to lose a dream in years. Um, I've only done it like three or four times in my life. And, like, yeah, so I, I, it's something I've been wanting to tackle. And that's, and that's been a huge barrier for me. But um, that's all I got today, folks. I'm going to try to record another episode. But, again, a lot of these episodes are going to be tough to come by. I just really wanted to get something out the door. Uh, that I feel like I want to provide some insight and hopefully that helps you guys as well. Um, I know sports are coming up again and I want to talk about that, but I have not done a lot of my research on the NFL and everything's completely different now with COVID's there and no crowds. Um, it's completely changed how I look at things um, with sports. And, you know, I can't, I can't be doing picks and whatnot yet um, until after the first week. However, I will probably uh, next week start. I, I probably will start my football talks again next week, uh, and 
I'll try to add a couple more things, but I'm going to try to add more episodes when I have free time. I don't know when that will be again. I really want to have more free time to do more of these episodes. Only if that free time is available, obviously. Like I, I, like I said, I have to be honest, Like I'm pretty swamped these days. Um, and I like the podcast because I'm able to talk, and hopefully you guys enjoy the listen. Um, but it's it's not a huge priority for me uh, these days, and I mean, I, and and it's something that I enjoy. It's something I want to keep in my life, and it's something I don't want to give up. Uh, so I'm going to keep trying to release these episodes um, when I can and as frequently as I can, and. Hopefully, you know, you guys enjoy it. And if you guys have things you would like me to discuss or talk about, uh, let me know. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Until next time, folks, take care and dream easy.